0: Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from Carol Lund, the director of Bridging the Gap, as she is interviewed by one of our podcast hosts, McKelty Bloom. In this episode, they will be discussing the importance of Carol's heart behind the podcast and what you can expect to look forward to in upcoming episodes. I hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Well, welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of E to the Power of Three. We are ecstatic to have you all here today joining us. And I am here with Carol Lund, our fearless leader and the director of Bridging the Gap. And my name is McKelty Bloom. And we're just going to take today and get you all excited about this podcast and share a little bit about what it's about. And McKelty, I'm so excited that you're here and that Kristen's here and
0: I am excited. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you guys were able to share a little bit about the podcast to the Sisterhood Leadership Retreat, which was last weekend, and to hear everyone else's excitement. And I thought today we could share a little bit about ourselves for people who may not know us, but then kind of take everyone along on your journey of why you wanted to start this podcast and what it means to you. I would love to. That, yeah. Let's let's get started, let's McKelty. Do it. <laughs> well, a little bit of intro first. My name is McKelty Bloom and I am so excited to be here helping with this podcast. I am a new mom to little Nathaniel, who is three months old, so precious, um, and a wife to Wyatt. I went to North Central and graduated with my social work degree, and I'm a licensed social worker and have been working in the adoption world for the last four years. Founded Heart of the Brave Ministries, so I have my own podcast, Coffee with Kelty, and I'm doing a lot with that ministry piece. So I love it. I love women's ministry specifically. I'm so thankful that God led me in this direction to you guys and to be helping in any way I can. But Carol, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, thank you for being a part of this from every direction. And I would like to introduce myself. I'm
0: Carol Lund, and I work as the director of Bridging the Gap. And I am a wife. I am a mom of five, and I am a grandmother of 13, and I love... Love being a wife and a mom and a grandmother and I also love my role as director of Bridging the Gap Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yes oh so happy to have you and we'll be on throughout this whole series and you know all of these episodes and so you'll get to hear from us a lot more but why don't we talk a little bit about what this podcast is
0: okay I would love to McElty you know Um, Everything is in stages and one of my passions and will always be one of my passions is mentoring and mentoring women and it it wasn't always that way but it things happen the way they happen but one of our one of my hearts behind the the development of this podcast E to the Power of Three is this. Our, our whole mission and vision statement is encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey, regardless of her age demographic, um, racial demographic, or denominational demographic. Mm-hmm. And my heart, okay, I'm one person. Bridging the Gap is one organization. But one of the things that I have wanted to do is to develop the resource area of bridging the gap for a long time. Yes, we've done this, and yes, we've done that, and you know, we've done a lot of different things. But one of the things that I've wanted to do, and I'll share about all of them uh, today, but one of the things I wanted to do is to launch a podcast. Now, you have to know me. I don't have any idea how to launch a <laughs> podcast, and that's why McKelty is sitting here, and that's why Kristen is sitting here. I have no idea what I what I. I don't know how to do this, but that is okay because one of my traits as a leader is to surround myself with leadership, leaders, period, Mm. that know how to do things so much better than what I can do. But I know that we in Bridging the Gap need this. We need to launch it, and we need to make available the most amazing women to you and and what they can bring to you as far as just who they are and what they do and where they've been. And and so we're going to have a variety of opportunities. But I, we want to break this whole podcast into two, two pieces. One would be the leadership piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... The other one would be just a window of encouragement. So on the second Thursday of every month, we're going to have a leadership, what did you call it? Mikil- leadership edition. A leadership edition. Now, McKelty designed that word, those <laughs> words. And I love that, the leadership edition of Bridging the Gap. And, and the piece, uh, the second piece would be, the, second thir- or the fourth Thursday would be uh, encouragement of some sort, whatever that looks like. And so today we're gonna we're gonna start on this journey, mm-hmm. and and I'm excited about it. And then another piece to this whole this whole area of resources, and and I might as well go into it right now. Yeah. The other uh, another piece to it on the third Thursday of each month, and this is open to every woman. Every woman, we have a Zoom call which is going to be around the table for leaders these can be leaders within the marketplace leaders within uh, a ministry leaders from around the world but we're going to open up this it's going to be um, it's going to be over the noon hours so women who are working and they have a job and they have a lunch hour, they can take their lunch hour and they can jump in. And we're going to arrange it so that people can ask questions and so that they can enter in and, you know, they can produce answers if they want to, or they can just hop on and they can just listen. And then, okay, so then I'm going to web again, and I use that terminology a lot, but another piece of this whole leadership development piece is that we have a new kid on the block, and her name is Dr. Carolyn Dubay. She is a coach, she is a trainer, she is a professor, she's a leader, and she literally loves resources, and she particularly loves resources for women. So she has already put together a resource page for the Bridging the Gap website of resources that are actually broke, into categories and but they're tried and tested and true. and they are they have been filtered through Carolyn. And I love what she's doing, okay, so I I do. I love what she's doing of just mentoring women to that next, layer of help and leadership and whether it's leadership within the home or leadership within her business or leadership within her within her ministry yeah so so we are actually on we're going down three roads at one time right now
1: (laughs) there's a lot happening behind the scenes over here that's for sure and you know thank you for sharing that i Uh, It's good to get that breakdown of what people can expect and more of the practical side of this, too, for the podcast. Like you said, we're hosting two podcasts in a month. Mm -hmm. So the second Thursday of every month and the fourth Thursday of every month. And those might be an interview. We might have a guest on and asking them to share leadership pieces or other encouragement and advice, um, or that could just be someone that has recorded their own, mm-hmm. we've been calling it monologue, you know, mm-hmm. their own piece of encouragement and giving that to us as well. So that's what you can expect and throughout this time. And we're just so excited. I keep saying that, but that's know, the word. I know, so I know. I feel like that. I'm
0: just using that word way too often. But, you know, this has been my passion for a long time. Mm-hmm. Really, my passion is that we can... Uh, I do this all over the state of Minnesota when I go into churches and help them redesign their women's ministry. And uh, I coach them um, not how to look like this church or that church, but to look like their mission statement, mm-hmm. the heart of their pastor, and this and this and mm-hmm. this. And and so now we're able to, to give them more practical pieces. Mm-hmm that they can sink their teeth in, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So, And when we had talked about what is the heart and the mission of this podcast, a lot of it is talking about leadership. You know, mm-hmm. we've discussed that a little bit already and helping women to understand that you are a leader no matter where you are at. Correct. You, you know. Absolutely. You don't have to be just the leader of a church or a leader of, you know, a business. You mm-hmm. in your own home and wherever you're at, whatever career or calling, you are a leader. And so helping to to equip, you know, there's that equip word, them in that, and to encourage people also in whatever walk of life. And we are going to be talking about intimidation, comparison, fear, hard moments in life, joyful moments. So there's so much to this podcast, and we really hope that you all are (laughs) um, just stoked about it as much as we are and can join us on the journey. And we just
0: want to get down to the basics of Mm -hmm. leadership Mm -hmm. and to be to really be raw and real mm-hmm. and i and i think sometimes we forget about being transparent because if i'm really wa- desiring to help another leader especially another young leader i need to put i need to be transparent and be willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because they need to hear and they need to see me speak about my mistakes mm-hmm. and i have made A lot of mistakes. And I would desire that people would learn from my mistakes.
1: Right. And so we're bringing these leaders, bringing these amazing people to share their vulnerabilities, Mm -hmm. to share their insecurities, what went well, what didn't, Mm -hmm. for all of you to see that. So we're not just looking at someone's highlight reels. We're Mm -hmm. looking at the realness of their life Mm -hmm. so that we can learn from that, to see we're not alone in the hard moments of everything.
0: And, you know, the other thing, McKilty... uh, you know, if I I feel like I'm just yes, we're we're doing this interview, but I'm I feel like I'm just sitting here with you because we need to be just pure-hearted and honest with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what builds a real relationship. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, you know, people say so many people say today that relationships are so shallow. Mm-hmm. And and they're shallow because you've not been willing to risk being vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, we all take risks, and Mm -hmm. some of them may not pan out, but more often than not, I have experienced the risk was worth it. Mm -hmm. The risk was really worth it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. I think that's a great segue into where I want to lead this conversation next is we wanted to first get you an introduction on this podcast and what to expect, but then also we were going to take some time today and have Carol share a little bit about her journey starting this ministry and talk about what does it look like to not only build a ministry, but sustain a ministry. And so that's what we want to jump into a little bit. So would you mind sharing what your journey okay. from starting, you know, getting involved in Bridging Mm -hmm. bridging the gap has looked like? I will
0: do that, McKilty. And you know, what an honor to share. And I'm I'm going to try to do this, and I'm going to try to condense it as best as I
1: can. Oh, we could spend hours yeah, on it. I'm sure we could.
0: We actually <laughs> could do that. But you know, I guess if I were to go back to day one, I I was asked to uh, interview for this position, and I I did it. It took me three months to do it because I knew that I knew that I knew that God didn't want me to do this job, <laughs> and it's as simple as that. And one of my best friends from uh, Ethiopia, a missionary there, called me one day, and she said, you know no, Carol, you're, you haven't gone for that interview and you're so sure that God doesn't want you to do it. So she asked me this question. She said, so what do you have to lose? Go for the interview and let God shut the door. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I believe in obedience. And mm-hmm. so out of obedience, I went for the interview and I let God shut the door, but he didn't. He opened it again. <laughs> and and God has a sense of humor and I'll never forget the day when pastor called me and and said you have been unanimously appointed for this position and i was like honestly i wanted i i wish there would have been a, an escape hole in the floor or <laughs> i wanted to throw up because i i could not respond to it and and i remember him saying to me what is wrong and i said you know out of all due respect to you there isn't anything wrong except I can't do this job. Mm-hmm. I didn't want this job. I didn't ask for this job and the here's the here is the bottom line. I'm not qualified to do mm-hmm. this job. Mm-hmm. And how many of us today little did I know then 20 plus years ago, but I knew that I wasn't qualified. But what I was and and how many of us today feel the same way, but what I did say to him was I will pray for uh, about this for 2 weeks and I'll just see what the Lord says. And you know, I did. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I cr- I remember crying out to God saying, "What in the world is this whole thing women's ministry about?" And uh, you'll laugh when you hear this because I often say I in our business in our company I worked with all men and now here God you're asking me to work with all women and I don't even know if I like women <laughs> and I am one and that's why I don't like one women necessarily but you know God got a hold of my heart and he started to in those two weeks he started to download vision that we are actually—oh, this is so scary to say in a podcast—he started to download vision that actually things are coming to fruition today. And I'm on the end-end of my job, so to speak, and all I know is that when God downloads vision to, to somebody who is younger, do not despise those dreams and visions, because God— God uses dreams and visions Mm -hmm. all the time. And I remember, this is just way so far back, but I remember I shared at my very first Presbyter's meeting, who I so respect those gentlemen, I shared some of my my vision. (laughs) And I can remember a couple of people just sliding their chairs back and just like wanting out of desperation to shake their heads and say, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> but they didn't. They were so loving and so kind and so gracious. So the rest is history. And I, as I said, I got on my knees. And what I've learned in the first two weeks of being on this job, and I I think maybe it was about two months after I took this job, I went down to pastor and I said, I think I'm going to quit I think I'm going to quit because I cannot do this job with one or two or three people. Mm. And I'm not exactly sure of those time frames, but I remember asking and saying, do I have permission to build teams? Because Mm. the only way that I know how to build and establish and sustain Anything within leadership is to build a team because I'm one human mm-hmm. and I cannot do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And so his response to me and the only response he gave me, too much is given, too much is required. And so when you, when you start to build teams, that's a lot of responsibility because you're not only responsible for yourself, you're responsible for many other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so... I can tell you right now, today, uh, on the bed that I was sitting on, I called a couple people, and then in the middle of of that those two calls, a lady called me from the metro area, and out of the blue, I did not know her, and she called and she said, "I'm so and so," and she said, "Do you need a graphic designer for uh, for your the women's ministry hmm. that you're involved in right now for the Minnesota district?" And I'm going, oh, dear Jesus, that was one of the first things on my list. Mm. And she said, I would be delighted to just volunteer and give you my my resources mm. and my expertise. And right then and there, I jumped up on the bed and I was jumping up and down and <laughs> saying, thank you, Jesus, because that was the beginning of the first building of the Bridging mm-hmm. the Gap team. And that's over 20 years ago now. And all that I, my takeaway and your takeaway from all of this is all I know, this is very simple. But my philosophy in building a team is that you need to, and I know I'm oversimplifying this, you need to pray in every leader. Mm-hmm. And one leader may come in in a week. And one leader will maybe take two years to come in. And they need to be prayed in and they need to be vetted and they need to be put in in the gift. They need to be used in the gifts that they were mm-hmm. given. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beginning of Bridging the Gap. And so that first that first initial team or nucleus of people was very small. I mean, it was like Five, six people, and then it was ten people. Then it was fifteen. Then it was twenty. Then it was thirty. And now, if you'd add up everybody, all the leaders that come to the Thrive yeah. uh, Conference, there would be maybe over well, well over three hundred. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: and so all I know, um, God has brought every one of them in. And so there's there's yeah. that's a short version. No,
1: and that's so good. And I think it just shows, you know, we're asking you about how do you, how did you create this? And one of the first things you talk about is the team aspect. And I think that alone makes a good leader, is that you're looking at a bigger picture and I need help. I need to delegate because that can be one of the hardest things for leaders to do is to delegate.
0: And I think I, McKelty, I think I learned, I don't think I even knew what the word delegate really was, but I learned to delegate. And I think the Holy Spirit gave to me, um, I'm trying to think of a word, maybe innate abilities to delegate, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even really know I was delegating, Mm -hmm. but I was calling up people and I would would say, you know what, I've seen this characteristic in you, would you be of any interest in helping us Mm -hmm. in this area on our leadership team? And you know, there were... Very few that said no because the Holy Spirit, when a person prays, I so believe that the Holy Spirit will give you pictures of what is needed, who is needed, how they're needed, and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Not perfect, but just I call them sketches. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think it's really important to be honest with yourself in that. Because as a leader, you want to have this look of, I'm competent in this. I can do it. But being able to say, I'm not good in this area Mm -hmm. and I need help Mm -hmm. can be really hard for a lot of leaders. But I think that's a characteristic that makes a great one is saying, I need help in this. I think we as leaders
0: all need to know where... We are strong. Mm -hmm. And I knew from the very beginning that I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do this. But I did know how to love my God and love people. Mm -hmm. And I think when we bring leaders into the, on our teams, whatever those teams look like, maybe people call them other things other than teams, but people know if they're loved and they also know if they're being used. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, when it comes to volunteerism, and we work with dozens and dozens of volunteers, I honor them, Mm -hmm. I respect them. I, at the end of the year, we we do some celebrating and really, really celebrate our leaders. But a leader will know, a volunteer will know if they're truly loved, and valued. Mm. And I think, I think that's it in mm. a nutshell.
1: Speaking of volunteers, because that can be one of the hardest, <laughs> that's one of the hardest things for a lot of churches to get and other ministries is to get volunteers. How have you been able to get so many volunteers and how do you make them feel valued? You know, I i think it's,
0: i, I we laugh and joke about this all the time, but I I, I sometimes I will say, pray, pray, pray. Because literally, when we have, we have very little turnover now in bridging the gap. Actually, for the last ten years, very little turnover. But when somebody does retire, or somebody moves away, or somebody has a crisis in their life, or somebody has a child that might be in crises, I I will look to Kristen and I said, Chris you know, there's a hole here, and we have a hole here, and we need to pray, and that is the first thing that we do. We need to pray, mm-hmm. and we need to say, God, will you, will you have the right person show up for that position or that position or that position. And I, I as I sit here today, he has them show up mm-hmm. in the most peculiar places, in the most peculiar meetings, the most peculiar everything, and all of a sudden, there is that person. And I don't always respond to it because I'll sometimes go home and I'll say, God, that could be the one hmm. and you know or maybe i'll wait a couple of months or maybe even a half a half a year but i don't know i think that might answer part yeah. of your the first part of your question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you you talked about valuing yeah. or appreciating. You know, one of the things that I do with my advisors, and we have, I think we have 29 advisory leaders right now. And when I say advisory leaders, they're not just advisors, they are working advisors. So they actually oversee a whole bunch of team leads. And those team leads will, some of them will oversee 40, 50, 60, 100 people. And so, one of the things that I that we do, Kristen and myself, for our advisors, is we will host a party at the end of the year or right after the first of the year and and we will just bless them, have fun we of course, we will eat, you know, we all <laughs> like to eat, <laughs> but you know, sometimes um, it, we'll have discussion and and we kind of entwine it. Um, with an end of the year meeting. And then uh, we'll have a stopping point after 45 minutes. And then I'll give away one of my favorite things. Mm. And so I will give them a gift of, for example, I'm a coffee snob and I love coffee. So I will give them usually coffee of some sort or a coffee card or a coffee cup or actual coffee. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just there's just so many different ways you can bless leaders and show appreciation to them and value them and it doesn't have to be expensive mm-hmm. i think i think maybe oftentimes people say you know i take people out for lunch or coffee maybe too much but i don't think so because every single one of our leaders and i think kristen could attest to this that i pretty much know every not that would be wrong to say Everything about their lives, but I know who, about their families, I know what they're going through, I know what their struggles are right now. Like, I could call up this person on the phone and say, okay, what's going on in this situation Mm -hmm. right now? And I I think, I honestly think that's part of the appreciation and value piece because I do care about them besides them being a volunteer. Like, I Mm -hmm. care about their personal life.
1: And I completely agree with what you're saying of one of the best ways you can appreciate your volunteers is to let them know they're being seen and heard. And I think how you have it set up is really well done, where you have your advisors and your team leads over volunteers, because that way, every single person is being seen and heard. Everybody has that accountability and checking in. And you have to do that in big ministries.
0: You do. And so, like, one of the first, like, we're just doing cleanup now after the Sisterhood Leadership Retreat. And this is a good example. So it takes us maybe a week to 10 days to clean up after every event that we do. But one of the first things we do is send out a thank you letter to all of the advisors that were involved. And then we send out a thank you letter to our speakers and we send out an e-thank you letter to all of our workshop speakers. And then the advisors in turn send out thank you e e letters to their volunteers mm. and team leads and so on and just so forth. A trickle. <laughs> so it's a it it you need that trickle down mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. And and so now they just do it. They just do it automatically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it's beautiful. I saw one pop through a a couple nights ago and I go oh my gosh we're not
1: I'm not even home
0: yet from the retreat and there's there's already a thank you letter out
1: Mm, so e-letter that's good Uh, one one last question that I have about this is there is a lot of (laughs) planning and agendas and yep. preparation that goes yep. into events. But how do you balance that planning aspect with flexibility? I mean, even think of this last year with yep. COVID. You yep. threw everything out the window and yep. had to start from scratch basically with Thrive and you know single mom's retreat. Everything changed from yep. what you knew. So how do you balance that as a leader?
0: You know, you know, I don't even know if you do. I I, I honestly don't know if you do. All I know, when I look back at 2020, we hosted the 2020 Leadership Retreat. The next day, we left for Rwanda for 10 days. And we got home on March 10th, and two days later, the airports were shut down. And I can remember laying in bed thinking, oh, dear Jesus, it could mean that everything we we do is shut down mm-hmm. for for this entire year. But did we know that? We didn't know that in March, the early part mm-hmm. of March. But my spirit knew that. My spirit knew it, and already, the Holy Spirit st- started to download different people that I might call, um, just things, directions we might go, and 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 it was there were these little drops of downloads. I don't know how else to explain them, but going back to the word balance, I think in a situation like last year, you continually have to bring it back to the table. And Kristen knows this over and over again. I would say, Kristen, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what to do next. We've never done this before. But you know what? God is bigger and greater mm. than all of this. And so we're just going to trust him. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I felt like he gave us manna every day, mm-hmm. manna, mm-hmm. fresh manna mm-hmm. every day. But sometimes we didn't have it more than the day of or the night before. And that's how we walked through all of last year. And, you know, the word balance... I don't know if it even existed because I felt like one day we were up here and one day we're, you know, it was like I felt like we were all over the board. But the bottom line, I knew that God was greater than COVID. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: I, I don't know if that's a good answer or not, McKilty. Well,
1: you know, it's a hard question to ask just yeah. because there is a lot to it. There's a lot yeah. of being strong and understanding yeah. this is a path we're taking, but also being in tune with God and yeah. what needs to change. And if something is disrupted, you have to have that trust that, okay, you do. we've got to have that sensitivity And, you know, to I,
0: wanna, I, I don't want to over-spiritualize this because I don't because I am as human as they come, and I am... I have made so many mistakes over the years, and one of my heartbeats is just to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and, and to share my vulnerability. But one of the things that... I do know that is so important and I'm a firm believer and as we continue to do these podcasts, you're gonna hear people in here talking about mental health and about health and wellness and we're gonna have, you know, we're just gonna have a variety of, of speakers, but during this season, I do know this, that I tried to get my sleep, which I think is like really huge. important, mm-hmm. huge, and since my breast cancer scare at age 28, I have been a strong believer in holistic health, even before it was popular. Mm. And I I cooked with healthy food long before it was really popular. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm a big vitamin person. So I say all that to say is when, when we have to do a lot of like a, a balancing act and we're on a tightrope, we need to balance out. Our bodies, if Susie Larson were sitting here, she would say mm -hmm. it's body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And all of those three things have to be in balance. And if one gets out of whack, you know, then they're all going to be a little lopsided. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a strong component in staying in the Word, keeping my body in shape, and my mind. Mm -hmm. And you there's a lot out there now, really good stuff on mindfulness. I mean, we've there's some speakers that I really am looking forward to bringing in, mm-hmm. and I didn't even share them with you today, but they're 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 just <laughs> I'm excited to share them with you. Yeah, because um, like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, for example, mm-hmm. and you know, there's just some good stuff out there that I would like to bring in, and just say, it goes back to balance. It yeah. does go back to balance, mm-hmm. and.
1: Tom. Well, I think we could spend hours talking about how you have built this amazing woman's ministry. And it truly is. Bridging the Gap has touched so many Mm -hmm. women's lives and truly to the core, encouraged, equipped, and empowered. And we really hope to do that with this podcast. Mm -hmm. That is our heart behind it. That is our hope that we bring people in here that can do just that. Amen. And make every single woman feel heard. And even if there's some guys listening. (laughs) Yes, yes. Feel heard, feel accepted. And to feel known. And that is just our hope for this podcast. So, any final words, Carol, before we wrap up, of advice or what you want people to take away from this time? You You know,
0: I think you said it, McKelty encourage equip and empower every woman on her faith journey Mm -hmm. and you know whether it's that woman at home with her seven kids or four kids Mm -hmm. or whatever or whether she's in the marketplace working Mm -hmm. or whether she's doing both Mm -hmm. um, that really is it we want to encourage people we want to equip them and we want to empower them and I, i I'm not sure that I can say any contribute anything else, and you know, maybe this um, it's not about us, it's so not about us, but it's it's all about loving Jesus, loving God, and loving his people. Mm-hmm. and his people, his people, will know that they are loved,
1: yeah, that's what we hope to to do with this this podcast that's for sure well thank you everybody so much for joining today and we hope this got you excited that was our hope to get you ready for the years to come of this podcast of just encouraging you and wherever you're at in life it doesn't have to be your highest of highs or your lowest of lows but wherever you're at we're here for you in that so thank you for joining us today and we will see you soon Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the E to the Power of Three podcast. We loved hearing from Carol, Bridging the
0: Gap's director, and McKelty Bloom on what to expect moving forward with this podcast. Make sure to follow us at MNBTG on social media or check out MNBTG.org
1: to stay up to date on more for Bridging the Gap.